0: Welcome to the Purple Butterfly Podcast. I am Danielle Turner, licensed clinical social worker, self-care advocate, best-selling author, and your host of the Purple Butterfly Podcast. This is a weekly wellness podcast I created to help you learn tricks, tips, and tools for self-care, mental health, and overall wellness in order to help you achieve a happy and healthy life of clarity and balance. Self-care is not selfish. It is necessary. That is why I am here to help you get back on track and back into the game with lessons learned, tips, education, and knowledge from my amazing guests. So sit back and relax as we take a journey into the Purple Butterfly. All right, so this morning, I have Maria yachim in. Thank you for coming in, Maria. Thank you for having me,
1: Danielle. I'm very excited to be here. I'm
0: Excited for you to be here, too. So Maria is a certified transformational EFT coach who helps moms struggling to find joy and fulfillment in motherhood, clear past traumas, and emotional blocks so they can live in alignment with your authentic selves. Maria brings together her deep knowledge of psychology, EFT, and self-compassion to create a unique experience for every mother that she works with. Maria's central belief is that a mother is the heart and soul of every family, and in order for their family to be healthy, the heart and soul needs to be tended to first. I love that. Absolutely (laughs) love that. So tell us a little bit, Maria, about how you got into maternal mental health.
1: Yeah, so I have a master's degree in psychology with a marriage and family therapy concentration. And I got that before I became a mom. And then I was working primarily with kids and families. And so I was seeing a lot of moms. I was seeing a lot of, you know, children and just seeing kind of the family workings. And then I had kids myself. And that was a very transformative experience because it's one thing that when you're working with somebody who is a mom, it's another thing experiencing it. And for me, motherhood was very difficult. I had very severe postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety after my first child, and I had very little help. And my problem was because I was a mental health professional, I strongly believed I should be able to handle it all on my own. So it was very easily dodging all the questions and all the inventories (laughs) and I was your perfect patient who came in and smiled and looked great and everything was wonderful but then when I would come home that wasn't me that was my experience even if you looked at me I looked happy that did not mean anything so having experienced that led me to try to find healing because I kind of kept it a secret I was ashamed I didn't seek help and even when I did I didn't actually find it that helpful okay. part of it was you know finding a therapist that's kind of like finding a boyfriend or a girlfriend <laughs> right like you right? have to go through a few before you find one you connect with and I just didn't feel like I had the time and like I couldn't find any help and the problem was is that my depression was there for about two years. I started coming out of it and I got pregnant again with my second. I was very worried that it would resurface. Mm -hmm. It didn't resurface the same way I started getting more depressed because he was having issues sleeping So more brought on later by Mm -hmm. the fact that like he was just a, a terrible sleeping baby. <laughs> my husband and I were zombies until he turned a year old. And we were like, oh, my God, this child can sleep, actually. <laughs> we can be human. But then I also felt like it lingered. Like I, my eldest is six and a half. And I've only recently, after I started doing EFT work, felt like I cleared out whatever was left over that was sort of like a haze over me. So it's been a very long journey for me. And because I suffered so much and even though like the conversation about postpartum depression anxiety has opened up and we have a lot more sources mm-hmm. and people are checking i noticed my experience with that with my first son which was only six and a half years ago was that my providers weren't very attentive like sure mm-hmm. they threw the depression inventory at me that was right. 10 questions easy to dodge it's super mm-hmm. straightforward you know mm-hmm. answer it however you want and i answered that i was fine I was Mm -hmm. perfectly fine, apparently, according to me being completely unhappy about life was perfectly fine, but that was me. And so Mm -hmm. nobody actually ever followed up. And I remember with my second, I was trying to be more honest when they asked the the pediatrician's office, because pediatrician's office started asking these questions. Mm -hmm. A couple of times I even answered them more honestly about like, yeah, that I'm starting to have some issues. No one ever followed up with me. Oh, okay. and I am sure I'm not the only
0: I'm one. I'm sure you are happen. not. Mm-hmm.
1: So kind of knowing that that was the reason why I started first blogging as you know, part of an outlet to heal myself and part of an outlet to spread awareness to let other moms know that like, you're not alone. You don't need to be ashamed and then yeah that grew into you know learning more taking more classes reading more books you know discovering EFT and trying to build into this coaching business that really focuses on the fact that moms deserve fulfillment moms deserve joy and when we do have postpartum depression postpartum anxiety it saps that joy out of motherhood and we do miss out but mm-hmm it's also not the end of the world because we can heal it. There's multiple ways to do it. You know, what I offer is just one of the ways, but Mm -hmm. there's many other ways to do it.
0: I feel like uh, postpartum depression is not talked about enough and postpartum anxiety is not talked about at all. So, you know, so I feel like it's a very important thing because especially as a new mom, you don't know what to do anyway. And Mm -hmm. now you're responsible for this little human and you don't feel good. And it's just such a dangerous combination, in my yeah. opinion.
1: Yeah, you know? and yeah, it is. And not to mention the fact that, you know, the latest statistics that I read was that, you know, when you combine postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, up to 20% of mothers in the U.S. would qualify to have either postpartum depression or anxiety or both, right? So it's a huge chunk of the population. And another thing that I think very few people talk about is that, postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety could be your first time you've Mm. actually ever experienced mental health issues in your life. So you could have never been considered somebody at risk. And so no one really prepared you, which was my case, I never had anything diagnosable before that. So I would have never been considered somebody in at risk population that you know, a doctor would have paid more attention to or talked to about it. And even with everything I kind of Red, you know I couldn't recognize it in myself because mm-hmm. when you're a mom you're so like beyond neck deep into motherhood and caring yes. for the baby that you don't quite realize that what you're feeling might not be normal and you really rely on everybody around you to be like well something's wrong. But, you know, the the truth is our partners, our family members, a lot of them aren't educated. A lot of them don't know how to spot the symptoms. And so, yeah, you kind of end up drowning all on your own.
0: Right, right. It is hard. Yeah, I feel like you're also kind of to that point. Sometimes as a mom, you don't really feel supported. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times a baby comes and everything is about the baby. I'm coming over and I'm only seeing the baby, you know, what's the baby doing? How's the baby doing? No one ever really says, how are you doing or what can I do for you? You know, it's always just about the baby. Oh, let me help you feed the baby. But no one says, did you eat today? You know, so I feel like the focus is just, and and of course the baby, you know, everyone loves babies, you know, but I, I really think that helping the mom and putting some focus on her is important. I know for myself, when I go to baby showers, I tend to buy a gift for the mom and not Mm -hmm. necessarily the baby, you know, because I think that that's important. I know when I had my son, one of my aunts, she brought me like a nice bathrobe, a nice pajama set, some nice socks to wear at the hospital, Mm -hmm. you know, and I felt like that was really supporting me and making me feel good because again, as a mom, you don't always go to the hospital and have something nice to come home in, but the baby- has a nice outfit to come home
1: in <laughs> yeah. oh multiple right <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> oh absolutely I mean I've started doing like ever um I was kind of one of the earlier people in my friend group to become a mom and so mm-hmm. like a lot of my friends had kids after and yeah one of my things that I have started doing is when my friends had kids they're like sort of postpartum gifts would Mm -hmm. always be focused on them I would like try to provide them with some like you know snacks like something that people would think about but you know like for a postpartum mom a nice basket of you know dried fruit and nuts Mm -hmm. is so important especially when you're breastfeeding because you're so hungry you Mm -hmm. have absolutely no time and like something like this it's high energy it keeps you up so yeah like And that is precisely why I sort of transitioned my kind of focus to moms rather than just to the whole family, because I feel like if we address moms first, we end up addressing a lot of things in the family. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of issues just sort of disappear on their own because, you know, we need to focus on the mom, as you were saying, like. A lot of people care about the baby, but not the mom. But really what we need to do is we need to take care of the mom so she can take care of the baby. Because that is her job. And that even when you're struggling, like with postpartum depression, say you're not bonding to baby, which was my experience. It didn't bond to my first son at all for a very long time. And yeah, the help was take away the baby, care for the baby, and sort of leave me alone, which right. I understand on the surface, you know, to people around me seem like a good idea. But in reality, what needed to happen was somebody needed to help me get more comfortable being with him and bonding mm-hmm. with him. But again, that's where the education piece because we don't talk enough about it, because it's still like, now we're at least educating moms, but her support group isn't educated. So right, right, spread that awareness that like we need to Put focus on the mom because even when she looks like she's not bonding deep inside, all she wants to do is bond with that baby, take mm-hmm. care of that baby because that is just our primal thing, and it kills us inside knowing that we're not doing it correctly. Mm-hmm. Like it's not happening for us, and it's like, and then you know the shame and guilt spiral starts and makes your depression and anxiety worse. It's just it's it's a vicious cycle. It's a scary cycle. To be. Yeah. So what
0: tips could you give us for moms, a couple of tips that they can use to help post and pre-pregnancy?
1: So I think ideally you would like to educate yourself on, you know, what signs to look out for, for postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. Also know that about 50% of postpartum depression can start in pregnancy. And that's really hard to be like, is this pregnancy hormones? Is this depression? But, you know... Try to sort of be on the lookout for that. They can't start as early as your pregnancy. Try to do this education together with your partner. Like Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, print out some lists to put around the house or put it somewhere where he can see it or she, whoever your partner is, Mm -hmm. that they can see it and be like, is my partner exhibiting these symptoms? And see if you can create a support group for yourself. Like, you know, it could be your parents, it could be your friends, it could be hired professionals, like Mm -hmm. a postpartum doula, if you don't have any family nearby, might be the best investment you can make in yourself, because she will come for you, she'll take the baby off your hands, let you sleep a little bit, cook for you, you know, Mm -hmm. a night nurse might be a really good investment too, if your baby is having a hard time sleeping, and you're just not you know, living your life because you're so sleep deprived. Uh, Don't be afraid to ask for help because it is available. You know, ask your OB or your primary care for a therapist referral. You know, even if let's say you can't get to a therapist, maybe you could do other things like, you know, acupuncture, you know, support groups. You know, I do EFT, which is emotional freedom technique or tapping. It's another form of like a somatic therapy where you basically tap on yourself and you get to work through a lot of things and most important, don't be embarrassed of whatever comes up because scary things can come up you know intrusive thoughts come up and so many people are ashamed and scared of them Mm -hmm. happens to almost all mothers Mm -hmm. but you know when you're in postpartum depression anxiety they're significantly more scary than your average ones. right there's nothing to be afraid of nothing to hide you know reach out for help if you need it don't isolate is i think the biggest thing that i would say because uh when you isolate postpartum depression and anxiety both grow and it becomes so much harder to climb out of it
0: and i would say just back to what you were saying about how sometimes we don't know what we're going through so mm-hmm. i would say if you're even slightly feeling like something's not wrong say something yeah instead of sitting with it because again sometimes we don't know what it is we it's like you've never had depression or anxiety before. Now this yeah. is something new. You might think, well, I'm a new mom. Maybe this is just what happens. Yeah. You well, know?
1: Yeah. And the problem is a lot of the times you might come to an OB and they'll be like, Oh yeah, that's perfectly fine. It's fine. You know, mm-hmm. all mothers have that. And it's not true. And that's part of the reason why I think it's important to bring mom's support group up to par about what to look for, uh, look for, because she might not be able to see it. She may mm-hmm. not even be able to say that something's wrong. It's, you know, um, fortunately or not, it falls on you, the partner to really look after or the best friend or the sister, somebody who really knows the mom super well to be like, I'm noticing that you seem incredibly different. Something's really off what's going on and kind of open up the conversation. So yeah, so I'm a big believer that your support group needs to be educated in Mm -hmm. what to look for.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. So with your helping, you know, our moms and helping them to be like the heart of the family. (laughs) What does Maria do for Maria? Like, how do you take care of yourself? Because I'm sure what you do can be stressful at times.
1: Yeah, it is stressful, but I do love it. It actually, for me, like therapy and being a coach and an EFT practitioner now, like, it's more than just a job. It's like a calling to me. I, (laughs) I, you know, I feel like I'm a healer at heart. And so that actually Working with moms and seeing progress, seeing that it helps really like lights a fire in my heart and makes me feel good. But I also do EFT for myself because you know I've cleared a lot of stuff, but there's still tons more to clear. So I try to daily have a practice where I tap on myself to clear out issues. Either it's something that's recent that's come up or I'm working on more serious issues from the past. So I make sure I set time aside for that. I make sure I set time aside to be outside as much as possible. It's not always possible. We (laughs) moved to Chicago uh, last year. So, you know, I only have about half a year when that's really possible. (laughs) It's a little cold there. (laughs) So I'm sucking in, like, you know, getting all the sun that I can while I can. But even in the winter, like, I have a dog taking for a walk. So like, make sure that I have daily outside time, I make sure that I exercise in a way that feels good. And not necessarily that's like draining for me. And I make sure that I set uh, time aside to just chill because I'm kind of more of an introvert. So I do draw energy from being by myself. So I make sure that I set some time in the day to just sit down, like whether it's with a book or just, you know, I'm sitting out staring out the window, but I'm peaceful and quiet and then you know that gets me energy for when my boys come home because mm-hmm. if anyone's a boy mama out there like they're crazy I'm sorry but they're crazy right. <laughs> so I, I need I'll all the energy I can to keep up with them <laughs> so yeah that's that's basically what I do for myself to relax and you know before when they were younger and needed me a lot more you know I had less time but I would try to set up a little bit of time to maybe journal a little bit or just you know just to have a few quiet moments wherever I can because you know now they're a little bit older I have a little bit more free time and you know Mm -hmm. it's easy for me to say that like you know I take a daily walk and I do all these things (laughs) but I understand that when you have a baby it's a lot harder. Exactly right. But it's still important to find even like five minutes here and there. Like, you know, one of my things was when they nap, that was not my time to clean up. Absolutely oh,
0: right. Mm-hmm. No, no, no.
1: That was time to either watch a movie, mm-hmm. you know, have like a good meal, just cuddle with my dogs and cats, like didn't matter what, but it was not cleaning up time. So like, I highly recommend that to all the new mothers, Is you know, forget about the housework. It's
0: not that important. Yes, I agree. I was the same way. Either I napped when he napped because Mm -hmm. I knew we were going to be up at night. So, or again, I did something that I needed to do for me and just, yeah, left everything else. And then, you know, cleaning up, i put him in his little bouncer car seat and just sit him on the counter next to me to do wash the bottles, you know, while he was awake. So, yeah, I think nap time is really imperative to help you, you know, the mom. Yeah, I
1: agree.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, Maria, for coming in. This has been a great conversation. I greatly appreciate, you know, you educating us on postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. Because again, I don't think anyone ever talks about postpartum anxiety no, at it's all. Really. It's, yeah, I can't it, even
1: find research when I'm like trying to find it. There's so little out there. It immediately goes into postpartum depression. It's like, right. they want to know this piece. What have we researched? Not much. Right. So, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I thank you so much for that conversation. I am going to put in the show notes where everyone can find you, but just tell us how we can reach out to you if we want services.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me. I have a website. It's www.parentonboard.com. If you'll find me on Instagram at Parent Onboard Coaching and same on Facebook, Parent On Board Coaching, and I'm pretty active on both. So you're welcome to find me through Messenger. You're welcome to follow my Instagram feed. And yeah, I look forward to meeting new moms and, you know, helping you find that fulfillment and joy that you might be missing because, you know, motherhood can be really hard.
0: Yes. Yes, it can. Mm-hmm, it can. And it doesn't matter how old they are. <laughs>
1: Oh, no, absolutely not. I mean, each age comes with its own thing. That's like, you know, a whole other show that we could talk about. <laughs> thank you, Maria. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you for having me, Danielle.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Purple Butterfly Podcast. And a special thank you to my guests. Join me weekly to continue the conversation about self care overall wellness, mental health, and so much more. If you're interested in learning more about self-care and overall wellness, be sure to check out Inner U Clinical Services, LLC on both Instagram and Facebook, as well as my website, www.innerullc.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Daniel Turner. Until next time, remember, self-care is not selfish. It is necessary. Make yourself a priority and take care of you.